Welcome everyone to the second edition of our Fun Stack Stocks podcast series. The first edition was focused on carry interest and in management incentives. And in this second edition, we will talk about a topic that has become more relevant after COVID pandemic, the international mobility of funds and fund managers. Our speakers today are Annie Fassi, employment partner based in our Luxembourg office, Charles Baduan, tax partner in our Paris office, and myself, Ruben Lago, also tax partner in the Barcelona office. You all know that Luxembourg is the main place in Europe for funds, and most of the fund managers are also based there. However, it's very common that some of the employees of the fund managers are working remotely from France, as well as other EU countries. Under this context, Charles, what are the main risks that a fund manager company can be exposed due to the international mobility of its employees? Thank you, Ruben. The first risk that spots into my mind when I hear about international mobility is clearly the permanent establishment risk, namely the risk that the private equity company could have a taxable presence in the jurisdiction from which the managers are teleworking. So based on OECD model treaty, a permanent establishment may be qualified under two alternative tests, the fixed place of business test and the dependent agent test. Regarding the fixed place of business test, so subject to case-by-case -case analysis, huh, but the risk should generally be low. To be clear, a mere office space with a computer in the personal home of the manager may technically be qualified as a fixed place of business. The key question here, however, is whether such fixed place of business may be deemed to be at the disposal of the private equity company. And that will have to be determined, taking into consideration, for example, who is at the initiative of the teleworking situation? Is it the company or the manager? Or, for example, who pays the bills? rent, internet, etc. So as a takeaway, I can give you two crucial recommendations in my view. First, the company should in any case maintain an office for the manager in its premises. And second, the manager should avoid from using the premises of the local sub in, the in, the, in his home jurisdiction. Regarding the dependent agent test, no, the risk is clearly much higher. Indeed, if the manager repeatedly negotiates key terms of contracts from his home office that are binding on the company, then this is likely to qualify as a dependent agent PE. And here, I think that the distinction should be made between uh, staff with preparatory and auxiliary functions, which may not qualify as dependent agents, so for example, back office, and executive and salespeople, which are very likely to entail dependent agent PE qualification. As a final note on PE exposure, I recommend you all to read again the OECD Secretariat analysis on PE exposure in COVID time. So this analysis concluded that no PE should arise in lockdown situation 
where employees had no other choice than working from home. So it was a relief at COVID time. But in the meantime, this analysis specifies that this relief is limited to COVID time and that PE risk may arise if teleworking continues after COVID. So, Ruben, I think that there is a favorable position of the Spanish tax authorities on this PE topic. Can you please tell us a bit more about it? Thanks, Charles. Indeed. So, although Spain has been very aggressive on PE characterization, applying not only the OECD guidelines, but also other controversial domestic approach, the Spanish tax authorities issued a very relevant tax binding ruling in January of this year, applying for the first time a more flexible and friendly approach for the PE risk linked to the remote working from Spain. So I think the background is very simple. We have a non-Spanish employee developing a senior role from her home office in Spain for the benefit of a non-Spanish company. And this non-Spanish company asked the, tax, the Spanish tax authorities for the potential PE risk as a fixed place of business. So I think that Spain, for the first time, applied the OECD guidelines uh, included in COVID and although the OECD guidance says that this is just a extraordinary situation for COVID, they try to mirror a little bit the requirements for the future, okay? So, and the conclusion of the Spanish tax authorities was that if the following conditions are met, the home office would not be considered at the disposal of the non-Spanish company, and therefore it would not be a peer risk. And the three conditions are very similar to what you explained, Charles. So, Working from Spain has been a personal decision of the employee and not imposed by the non by the employer. The employer has an office in its country which can be used by the employee instead of being working from Spain. And finally, no additional cost has been assumed by the employer and no additional remuneration has been paid to the employee due to the remote working in Spain. So although this ruling was not filed by a fund manager company, we think that fund managers can rely on this interpretation in case they have employees working remotely from Spain. So I think it's very uh, easy to manage the potential peer risk under the fixed place of business. On the dependent agent, it is true that there is no any specific ruling, but we usually recommend that the fund manager, if for instance, is based in Luxembourg, have a, an investment committee where they make, they take the decisions relevant to the investments of the fund. So they have, let's say, uh, personal meetings in Luxembourg, so on, uh, obviously to reduce this P exposure that could arise in case the CEO or the uh, advisors or principal managers of, of the fund manager company are not based in the same country of the fund manager com uh, company. In addition, I think another important point here is that Spain is very flexible regarding the obligation for the fund manager company to be tax registered in Spain and to apply payroll withholding taxes. We have seen in the past that this could be uh, relevant for the fund managers because every uh, each jur jurisdiction has different rules on registration, sometimes are very burdensome. So I think that the, the, the idea here is to avoid 
any registration for the fund manager company. And the tax authorities in Spain consider that if the fund manager company does not have a P in Spain and is not advising the fund in Spanish investments, there would not be any tax registration in Spain. So this is also good news for fund manager companies. Apart from the tax angle, when we talk about international mobility, it's also very relevant to consider the employment and social security implications. Anik, what are your thoughts on the challenges that international mobility arises for fund managers? Thank you, Ruben. Um, a manager hired by a Luxembourg law-governed fund who works from his country of residence shall be considered as a cross-border employee and shall hence, from an employment law standpoint, be subject to several legal provisions such as those on remote work. Uh, in Luxembourg, remote work is regulated by the Convention of 20 October 2020 on the legal regime of remote work. This convention treats the employment aspects of remote working, but is silent on the key considerations surrounding the topic. The case of remote working for cross-border employees, and in particular, the relating social security and tax consideration, for example. These key considerations are treated by separate regulations and treaties, which have to date not evolved in a post-COVID crisis world. So maintaining a flexible working environment in a post-crisis business world is therefore not without challenge for employers, as this would raise several challenges for Luxembourg funds. Where are the social security contributions and the taxes relating to the work of a cross-border employee owed, for example? Who is responsible for their withholding and or payment? whether it's the, the manager or the Luxembourg fund, should the fund comply with regulatory obligations in the cross-border countries? What is the law applicable to the employment relationship? All these questions should be answered. Thank you, Annie. So I think that another hot topic in the current international tax environment is the importance of substance to determine the legibility for EU directives and also tax treaty benefits. And this is also really important for fund manager companies. So Charles, what is your opinion on the impact of the international mobility on this topic, and particularly in light of the expected new 83 directive? Yes, indeed. Substance is clearly a key element. Maybe just before jumping to ATAT 3, a preliminary, a preliminary comment on a place of effective management, because clearly in quite extreme situations, if all the key managers of a company are working remotely from the same jurisdiction, then there is a risk that the company will be tax resident in this jurisdiction. And the, the place of effective management is defined as the place where key management and business decisions are in substance made. And the mere fact that you have board meetings on a quarterly basis may not be in, in the country of the company, may not be sufficient to, to defeat the tax residence uh, in the other jurisdiction if the decisions are already set 
before the, the board meeting. And so more generally, uh, regarding your question of substance, but obviously international mobility means less substance in the phone jurisdiction and more substance abroad. And as substance is gradually becoming a key element for international taxation, this is clearly, clearly an area of risk. So in this respect, it's interesting to note that under draft ATAD 3 directive, the tax residence of directors it is one of the three indicators of minimum substance for tax purpose, together with local premises and local bank account. So three minimum indicator, three indicator of minimum substance, local premises, local bank account, and local directors. And in this respect, Article 7 of the draft directive provides that at least one of the directors must be tax residents in the jurisdiction of the company and, interestingly, include a specific caveat for border worker, so which could be a usual situation, for example, in Luxembourg. Maybe two final comments on ATAD 3. So as you know, a general exemption for subsidiaries of regulated fund is being proposed by many commentators and was even included in the amendments proposed by the European Parliament Econ Committee. So nothing has been decided yet in this respect, but we understand from EU officials that such exemption may likely not be in the final text to be confirmed, but um, that is the current trend. Also, many member states, including big ones like France and Germany, continue to express their reservations against the directive. So to be honest, it's fully unclear at the moment whether it will be ad adopted at the end of the day or not. So in any case, this should be considered as a moving target. Annie, moving back to the employment law and social security aspects, is there any additional topics that you would like to outline? Yes, thank you, Charles. As just said before, on top of the risks you have described, Ruben and Charles, Luxembourg funds shall consider uh, several legal provisions before allowing remote work to their managers, as employment law provisions, social security law provisions, and personal tax provisions as well shall apply. From an employment law perspective, remote work is considered as regular and therefore falling under the scope of the convention when it represents at least 10% on average of the employee's normal annual working time calculated over the calendar year. So this threshold could be reached very quickly. Where an employee works in several EU member states, the law applicable to the employment relationship is ultimately determined in accordance with the WOM1 regulation on the law applicable to contractual obligations. Remote working for those managers may therefore trigger uncertainties as to the law applicable to the employment relationship, even if, for example, the Luxembourg Fund and the manager have agreed to a Luxembourg law being applicable to their relationship. That's the first point. Then, from a social security law standpoint, the European social security regulations 
set the threshold as of which an employee working in several EU member states shall be registered to the social security authorities of a member state over the other. If the manager works at least 25% of his working time in his country of residence, then he will be subject to the social security contributions applicable in his country of residence. For example, a cross-border employee working and residing from France could be subject to French social security contributions if he works 10 hours a week from his country of residence. That could be a real issue both for the manager and the Luxembourg fund, given the rates of French social security contributions in comparison with those applicable in Luxembourg. And in terms of income taxation, bilateral agreements have been concluded between Luxembourg and each cross-border country separately. We have agreements with Germany, Belgium, and France. These bilateral agreements determine the applicable threshold for taxation in the employee's country of residence. A manager could hence be liable to withholding tax on his remuneration if he exceeds the applicable threshold. And in that case, the question is, the Luxembourg fund should have withheld the tax according to the applicable law of the country of residence of the manager or according to Luxembourg law. All these are questions to be really assessed on a case-by-case -case basis and answered before allowing remote working to a manager. Thank you, Annie. Um, so we are moving to the end of this episode. As a final takeaway, I think that we all agree to consider international mobility as a great area of opportunities. And we see a clear trend in the market to hire talents where they are without asking for relocation. In the meantime, this is also an area of risk. We discussed today permanent establishment, payroll withholding tax, tax resident, tax residence, employment law, social security. All of such risks must be carefully monitored. Thank you for your attention. Have a happy holiday season. Bye.